Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910980 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. Make sure you download the app, it's free. You can listen whenever you want to listen. You can go back three days, pick the chapters you want to listen to. It's got all sorts of fun things in there to do. It's uh, 510, 39 degrees, with some heavy rain here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Studios in Pittston. Looks like it's going to rain until about six in the morning. Was just looking at the uh, the radar. There's some freezing precipitation to the east of us, and it looks like to the west of us there's some heavier rain coming. And again, it's about 39 degrees here, so you could see some sleet, some hail, some snow even mixed in with the rain. So be careful, especially if you're driving around. If you're doing some last minute shopping for this Thanksgiving week on this Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. It's, um, I saw this, uh, it's uh, the Freedom Index for all 50 states here in Pennsylvania. And it appears uh, 18 is where we fall. Pennsylvania overall falls 18th of the uh, freedom, ra- uh, freedom ranking, which is a combination of personal and economic freedoms based on more than 230 state and local public policies. Looks like we were 18th last year. The year before that, we were up to 15th in... Um, 2019, but if you go back to 2001, we were seventh. That's the highest ranking we had as freedom. Now, this ranking goes all the way back to 2000, and again, seventh was the highest place we've had back in 2001, and we've kind of declined since then. We were as low as 25th in 2015. We rose to 15th in 2019. And uh, we've stayed at 18th the past three years. Now it says uh, the Keystone State is freer than all of its neighbors and also better than most other states. Pennsylvania does particularly well on fiscal policy where it is a top five state. Regulatory policy drags down the Commonwealth's economic freedom score and is an area ripe for improvement. Pennsylvania also suffers from a middling record on personal freedom, coming in at number 34th. Fiscal policy is the dimension where Pennsylvania has done best. Pennsylvania's overall tax burden is about average, but the state is a bit more fiscally decentralized than average, with local governments making up a large part of share of the total tax take. The tax burden is about where it was in 2000. Though slightly more of that is state versus local taxation. State and local debt is higher than today's average. The financial assets are lower, but public employment is much lower than average, 9% of the private workforce. It's also... uh, And so is government's share of the GDP, 7.2% of the adjusted income. 
Pennsylvania ranks a woeful 37th in regulatory policy. It is mediocre on land use freedom. However, it is better than most northeastern states, a fact that economist William Fitchell attributes to the state Supreme Court. 1965 and 70 cases striking down of minimum lot sizes and other zoning regulations that have exclusionary intent. One of our measures shows slight improvement in zoning over time, whereas the other court cases show marked deterioration. Pennsylvania is a rare state that mandates free speech on some private property. The state is not as bad as most other northeastern states on labor market regulations, but it lacks a right-to-work law that has avoided raising the minimum wage above federal minimums. Pennsylvania has banned managed care health coverage since the 1990s, but insurance mandates are relatively low. By most measures, occupational licensing is not very extensive in Pennsylvania, but nurses enjoy little practice freedom. Insurance freedom is low, which prior approval of homeowners insurance rates and rate classification prohibitations. In 2016, personal automobile insurance rates were slightly liberalized, but this reform was clawed back in 2018. The state has a general sales below cost law and anti-price gouging law. The civil liability system is much worse than the national average. The state has partisan judicial elections and has made only timid efforts at tort reform. Pennsylvania is mediocre on criminal justice policy, rising crime-adjusted incarceration rates bottomed out in the 2009-13 period before getting better since and are now slightly higher than the current national average. Nonviolent, victimless crime arrests have been down since 2004, 2005, and are now below average. Drug arrests have also improved during the past decade. Civil asset forfeiture was reformed for 2017, and Pennsylvania is now the 13th best state in the country as far as civil asset forfeiture. Pennsylvania has enacted a modest medical marijuana law, but has not decriminalized low-level possession. Gun rights are much better respected than in many other states, with carry license affordable and not terribly restricted. All Class three weapons legal and a right to defend oneself in public legally recognized in 2011. Since legalizing casinos in 2007, Pennsylvania has risen to become one of the best states in the country for gambling liberty, except for home poker games. It's also uh, legalized sports betting. Pennsylvania is one of the worst states on alcohol freedom. A notoriously inefficient state bureaucracy monopolized wine and spirits. Wine markups are especially high. However, direct wine shipments are legalized, were legalized in 2016. On education, Pennsylvania has a long-standing and liberal tax credit scholarship program. But it has fallen behind other states. Private schools and home schools are tightly regulated. Smoking bans have gone far but are not total. And cigarette tax, though, are draconian at $260 a pack. Now, what are the recommendations, policy recommendations? Well, fiscally, 
trim areas with above average spending levels like public welfare, parking lots, and public buildings, reduce numerous minor taxes that are relatively high by national standards, regulatory, free nurses by increasing independent practice authority for nurse practitioners and joining the nurse licensure compact. That's a big deal right there, the nurse licensure compact. And I know there's some movement on this. What it is is a bunch of states, especially because of COVID, band together. If you're a licensed nurse in one state, there are many states that recognize that licensing. And there's that compact where you can go from state to state with your nursing license without it taking the NCLEX and becoming registered there again. So there is movement on that. I know Pennsylvania is planning on becoming part of it or maybe sort of part of it, but not officially part of it. There is something that I remember reading on that. Uh, and personal, enact a broad eligibility education savings account and unburden private schools and home schools from paternalistic regulations. So that's it. And Pennsylvania, like I said, falls 18th overall as the freest state in the nation. So, uh, Congratulations, Pennsylvania. Like I said, you were at best 7th back in 2001. You've dropped to 25th in 2015, and now you're hovering around 18th the past three years. So we're better than average here in Pennsylvania. That being said, it's five, uh, almost 520. Time for traffic and weather. Are you ready for traffic? And I weather? am ready for traffic and weather together. Thank you. This Pentella Data Internet Traffic Update brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. A fire at the gas station on River Road in Plains has River Road closed between the light at the Right Aid and Courtdale Road. We also have an accident that happened on North Main Street in Plains, probably due to the heavy traffic that's overflowing onto that road. We're slowing 81 both directions from Scranton to Wilkesbury. Watch out. You might be going below 35 miles per hour. It is bumper to bumper on Highland Park Boulevard in Wilkesbury, and you can expect some delays on the Scranton Carbondale Highway. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, rain through the night, gusty winds possible, low 40. Wednesday, partly sunny with a few spotty showers early, high 53. Thanksgiving, a mix of sun and clouds and a little breezy at times, high 48. And Friday, partly sunny, breezy and cold, high 40. It's currently 39 degrees with some heavy rain outside at 521 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio on this Tuesday, November 21st, 2023, 525 here at the station, 39 degrees with some heavy rain outside. You can call or text at 570-883-0098. Got a text message in the games of the weekend. I guess the biggest game, what do you say, Michigan versus Ohio. It's got to be, right, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, Michigan versus Ohio. I mean, as it, you know, pretty much any game you want, all the yeah. rivalries of this weekend. But the Michigan Ohio game is is the one to watch for. You concur. And what about the the NFL games? What would your be your pick if you could only watch one game? <laughs> if 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 the the 
women of the house said you can only watch one football game this weekend uh, as uh, for far as the NFL goes. Well, if uh, Kelly only wanted to watch one football game, then it would be the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. I think that that's going to be a great game. Obviously, as I talked about, San Francisco is on a roll. When you look at McCaffrey, Kittle, Purdy, on offensively on that side of the ball and defensively with Fred Warner, Eric Armstead, all those guys. Um, and like I talked about, obviously the concerns with the Seattle Seahawks, mainly with Geno Smith and the injury that he suffered on Sunday. But I'm actually kind of excited for, for the Steelers on Sunday. I never thought I'd be saying that after they fired Matt Canada this morning. It was long overdue for that matter. And it's going to be interesting to see going up against not a rookie quarterback, but a younger quarterback and Jake Browning taking the place of Joe Burrow. I mean, Steelers-Bengals, it's always been a great rivalry. I remember old Heinz Ward back in the day. This is about 2005 or so. And when he was talking about the Steelers and the Bengals, he said, <laughs> he said they don't like us and we sure as hell don't like them. So it, it is a bit of a rivalry week, not just college, but the NFL as well, Rob. Well, with the Steelers getting rid of their offensive coordinator, I hear Penn State might be looking for one. I don't know if they send them over to Happy <laughs> well, Valley. I think, well, I think that Mike Tomlin is along the same lines of James Franklin, where you are falling short of expectations. The team underperforms in big games like, you know, Penn State and Michigan. And, you know, just like James Franklin, Mike Tomlin needed a scapegoat. And lo and behold, yep. lo and behold, it was, I mean, let's face it. It's not going to be him. <laughs> Matt, of course not. Matt Canada was only there because he gave Dino Tomlin a scholarship to Maryland. Let's just get that out of the way first. And I don't want Mike Tomlin going up in front of the press today saying that, oh, yeah, I made the decision. No, you didn't make the decision. Quit acting like you're the hero all of a sudden. That was definitely Art Rooney's decision, and it was long overdue. I just hope my biggest thing, Rob, with Matt Canada being fired, I hope that Whoever Mike the next, Tomlin's next. <laughs> well, obviously, but that's a pipe dream at this point. But my biggest hope, when I look at Kenny Pickett, who they drafted 20th overall in the first round of the 2022 draft, if it's going to be Eddie Faulkner, if it's going to be Mike Sullivan, if the Steelers would just hire outside the organization in 2024, I want to see how Kenny Pickett is going to perform with a different offensive coordinator. If he performs great, that's awesome. That's someone that you could depend on for the next – 10 to 12 years but if not then you're gonna have to reconsider your options in 2025 as far as a quarterback goes Tomlin like I talked about his contract is up at the end of 2024 there is a part of me that thinks maybe it might be his last year there's a part of me that thinks that he'll he'll sign another three-year extension after the season is over so yeah those are those are probably the two games I'm looking forward to the most and like I was saying yesterday Rob I love what Detroit's doing right now Dan Campbell is someone I would absolutely run through a wall for. Absolutely, 100%. And another big game, I would have to say, 425 CBS on Sunday, Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Who knows? Maybe Buffalo firing their offensive coordinator last week, you know, when they fired Ken Dorsey, maybe mm -hmm. that might have sparked the Steelers because, like we saw Buffalo, they put up 32 points. Granted, it was against the Jets, but – it was the best that the offense had looked in quite a while. So I'm trying to remain optimistic on, on the Pittsburgh side here. Yep, yep, no doubt. And I got a couple text messages. What was that guitar intro that you just played? Leonard Skinner. There you go. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Come on, Texter, you should know that. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let me go to the phone real quick. We have Lorraine from Hazleton on Thanksgiving. Lorraine, how are you? 
hanging in. How are you? All right. I just thought I'd call and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And if I may, read a poem. And if you don't have time, it's okay, too. It doesn't no, matter. No, go ahead. Read the poem. Okay. It's called Genuine Happiness. Memories aren't only made by looking at photographs or gazing at an artifact from your past, but rather it could be kind words or deeds experienced throughout the day that really make the precious moments of our lives last. Take time and contemplate about it for a while and realize the impact of the simple pleasures because material things eventually come and go, but it is the love of others which creates our real treasures. It is not very difficult to discover some good in daily situations that come along. Sometimes you may not succeed too easily, but a little perseverance can help you stay strong. Recite a little prayer of thanksgiving and tell God that you love him too. Thank God for all of your happiness, even if life may become a little rough for you. Well, thank you, Lorraine. See, we had, we had time for it. And, uh, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I won't be in tomorrow. I'll be back on Monday, though. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, and that's why we I got called. A, we got a good show set up for tomorrow. Good best of. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I believe we'll have some Admiral Becker in there giving some great information. So, uh, yeah. I hope you have a great weekend. Well, <laughs> I'll try. All right, me, 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 myself, and I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a little rough. Everybody doesn't have that cookie-cutter holiday, like I always say. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Yeah, you know what? There's more out there that don't than that do. So don't be surprised. Um, you're, you're not alone when it comes to that. So just know that. Yeah, that's what I hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, Lorraine, you have a great well, week. You too. See ya. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So long now. Thank you. It's uh, 5.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 5.37, 39 degrees with some heavy rain outside. Some sleep mixing in here and there. It's going to rain through most of the night. So, uh, you know, be careful out there if you're out and about. Uh, I just saw a story breaking out of New York that a 15-year-old Guatemalan illegal migrant stabbed two homeless people in New York City, killing one of them. So, uh, you know, as the issues mount and continue in New York City, it's probably not a good time to uh, cut thousands of police officers, but that's exactly what New York City's doing. They're also cutting your students' education. They're cutting social services. They're cutting sanitation. They're cutting the fire department, all because of illegal migration that's been manufactured and allowed by this administration that's affecting these cities across the nation. Well, the world's most sought-after whiskey just sold for $2.7 million. For those that appreciate the finer tipples of life, a bottle of the world's most sought-after scotch whiskey sold for uh, at Sotheby's in London this past Saturday for $2.7 million. The Macallan 1926 is one of just 40 bottles drawn after aging in sherry casks for 60 years. 
making it the oldest Macallan vintage ever produced, according to the auction house. Sotheby's had expected it to raise between 934000 and $1.4 million, but were in a shock when the prize bottle fetched a whopping two. Million seven hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars, making it a new record for any bottle of spirit or wine sold at auction. The auction house stated ahead of the sale, Sotheby's head of whiskey, Johnny Fowl, told the AFP that he had uh, tried a small sample, tasted a tiny drop, a tiny drop. Of this, it's very rich. It's got a lot of dried fruit, and you would expect you would expect a uh, spice of a lot of woods. He said, calling it incredible. Of the forty bodies bottles filled in 1986, none were made available for purchase. With some instead being offered to the McAllen's top clients, a luxury that adds to its appeal, as evidenced by previous sales of the bottles. Its description on Sotheby's website added that in 2009, Sotheby's sold a bottle of the Macallan 1926 adorned with one of the 14 fine rare labels for $1.9 million. So $2.7 million, the most expensive, expensive bottle of spirit or wine ever sold, and it's a 60-year-old Macallan Scotch whiskey. Mm-hmm. And Sotheby's in London. And you you don't actually drink it. You just kind of look at it and admire it. I don't. Know. I would drink it. <laughs> drink you it. Know, I I don't have anything worth that kind of money. But you know, I, I have some expensive. Um, you know what I have. You know what but I have. You drink it a little you, you, bit. You know what I have. I have better things to spend my money mm-hmm. on. <laughs> That's what I have. <laughs> oh Lord. The last time all my brothers were together over the holidays, I got a bottle of, oh, the Frank Sinatra. Jack Daniels, and it's probably around uh, $200 a bottle, and, you know, we each had a little bit of it. And does it taste still like an old hoagie or something? No, it's good. <laughs> Spaghetti sauce? No, no. I'm just asking. He liked it He liked it double-oaked with a little water. Oh, so, okay. Uh, I was wondering how you have a Frank Sinatra whiskey. Yeah, he well, he, he put Jack Daniels on the map. just thought it would taste like an old Sicilian or something. No, he used to have his Jack Daniels custom-made, and he's the one who made Jack Daniels pop uh, famous back, okay. back in the, the day. Hmm. So they made a custom bottle of how he liked to drink it. He liked it double oak, then he liked a little splash of water in it. So okay, that's the way it goes. Well, thanks. Thank you. And it's uh, five forty-one here. It's not even Whiskey Wednesday. No, no, I'm not going to be here Wednesday. So uh, you're on your own. There you go. This Pentola Data Internet Traffic Update is brought to you by Fire Tree Conwayo. Struggling with addiction, Fire Tree Conwayo can is here to help you. Visit firetree.com. Now, there's some rain coming down outside. It's very cold out. you got to watch for some slippery spots uh, tonight. Fog also in areas and um, lots of deer. So please be careful out there. Bumper to bumper, jammed up on North Main Street and Plains, and a lot of slowing on 81 both directions between Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. 
Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, rain through the evening, through the night. Gusty winds possible, low 40. Again, be cautious of the fog and the chilly weather outside. Wednesday, partly sunny with a few spotty showers early, high 53. Thanksgiving, a mix of sun and clouds and a little breezy at times, high 48. Friday, partly sunny, breezy and cold, high 40. It's currently uh, 39 degrees with heavy rain outside at 543 at your official weather station, WILK. Time for the NEPA Premium Perks. Enjoy this half-off deal for a quick check. Get a $25 gift certificate for only $12.50. Mediterranean restaurant that serves fresh Middle Eastern food, appetizers, salads, sandwiches, entries, and quick check specialties. Open every day except Tuesdays. Eat in or take out. Located around 315 in the Walmart Plaza in Pittston. Visit GetMyPerks.com for all the details. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Um, 547 here at the station, 39 degrees with some heavy rain. Well, it looks like, uh, well, first of all, all the uh, major three auto plants, auto manufacturers, have ratified their contract with the auto workers. Let's get that out of the way before we start on anything there. And... uh, I'm just looking through something right now. Uh, Ford is set to scale back plans for a $3.5 billion Michigan battery plant as EV demand disappoints and labor costs rise. You didn't see that coming, did you? Ford is scaling back its $3.5 billion battery plant in Michigan as consumers shift to, to electric vehicles more slowly than expected. Labor costs rise and the company moves to cut costs. Ford announced the facility in February. It quickly became a political target due to a licensing deal with a Chinese battery manufacturer, Contemporary Amperex Technologies. The company said Tuesday it is cutting production capacity by roughly 43% to 20 gigawatt hours per year and and reducing expected employment from 2,500 jobs to 1,700 jobs. Ford executives, including CEO Jim Farley and Chair Bill Ford, initially announced the facility in February. It quickly became, came, like we said, a, a political target because of its Chinese ties. The company declined to disclose how much less it would invest in the plant based on the reduced capacity. It would still be around $2 billion, a $2 billion investment. The decision adds to a recent retreat from EVs by automakers globally. Demand for the vehicles is lower than expected due to higher costs and challenges with supply change and battery technologies, among other issues. You know, things we talk about here all the time. And while I'm talking about that, just want to say that New Jersey has announced, because I know I have a texter all the time who wants to, every time we talk about EVs, calls in and says, no one's forcing you to buy EVs. No one's, we know what they're doing. Well, New Jersey now is the first state to say that only electric vehicles will be sold in that state starting, or that they are pursuing policy to only allow electric vehicles 
to be sold by 2035. It's out there. They have already written the regulations. They are not doing it by, via legislation. They are doing it by regulation. But that by 2027, they're hoping to be at 80%. And then uh, 80% of vehicles sold will be electric. And by 2035, you will only be allowed to purchase electric vehicles in the state of New Jersey, right here next to us. They are expecting court challenges, which hopefully come and come plentiful, because we just do not have the raw materials to do the things that they are looking to do here. And for the naysayers who are saying, no, the government's not forcing anybody to buy electric vehicles, the government's not doing this, they're not doing that. Yes, they really are. They, they truly are. And anyone who wants to look at it with an open mind and sees the writing on the wall, see the writing on the wall that uh, this administration in Washington is doing. Yes, there is no law right now nationally that says you must have electric vehicles by this point. But they are pushing manufacturers into this direction. Manufacturers are changing direction. And here, how many millions of dollars in taxpayer dollars have we given to these car companies because of this EV battery push? And here they are. They've invested our money. They're not losing their money. So when they pull back on something like this, like Ford here, scales back a $3.5 billion plant, and it's still going to be about a $2 billion plant when all said and done. But the money they're losing, we gave them. It's ours. It's the taxpayer money that they get through these grants and incentives from the government to make these moves. So, of course, they're going to waste the money because they don't care. It's not theirs. It's ours. For this government pipe dream of electric vehicles. That is, at this point in time, the way they have it now operated by batteries we just don't have the infrastructure to deal with it we don't have the raw material to manufacture it which is why ford has to rely on a chinese plant to create its batteries but for the naysayers out there that said government's not mandating this they're not mandating that well the state of new jersey just did they are passing regulations that says as of 2035 you will only be allowed to purchase an electric vehicle in New Jersey. Again, thankfully, court challenges will come from that. Thankfully, the logical consumers out there that know it's unsustainable, we don't have a grid to support it, and in the end, it doesn't do anything better for the environment. If you look at the total footprint of an electric vehicle from its source material to its manufacture to its use to its disposal, which no one's taking account for because, again, why would we worry about things like that? It's got a higher carbon footprint than your combustion engine car. Build better cars. Build hybrid cars that do get better gas mileage. That's the route to go. I've seen some great ideas. Like I said, I've looked into the... The Wrangler 4xE, which is a hybrid. I, that new Ram truck sounds phenomenal, which is basically a hybrid. It's kind of a new marketed hybrid where they, they consider it an electric vehicle, but it's got its own six-cylinder engine that charges the battery. It's a hybrid. It's just a new way to market it. 
but the towing's phenomenal. It's zero to sixty speed is un- incredible. I mean, I, I showed the 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 breakdown of that Ram truck to some of my car guys that that just are you know truck guys, and they were like, "There's no way that that could tow that fourteen thousand pounds. No way." And it is. That's what it's rated for. So I'm looking forward to seeing things like that. And instead of this pipe dream, instead of this ill-thought-out, battery-operated cars and not going down the road of what people actually want, what they actually need. You know, I would get a good hybrid tomorrow if, if it was available to me. But these battery cars, yeah, I have no need for them. I couldn't go where I'm going tomorrow without get, stopping for two charges. It's unsustainable. It's unrealistic. I'm not going to do it. So, and again, that's just my lifestyle where I have to go. And that's just tomorrow. Day to day, no, I'm not working on it. But, you know, we'll see here. Let me see. Uh, Joe from Trips Park. Manufacturers are being fined out of gas vehicle production. That's how it's being forced. Absolutely. The state of New Jersey, as did California, did last year. Mm-hmm. They are. The EV thing will put New Jersey at the bottom of the Freedom Index. Well, New Jersey's probably already there. Actually, let me see if I could pull that up real quick. Where did I have the Freedom Rankings? Let's see where New Jersey... New Jersey is 47th. New York is 50th. California is 48th. Oregon is 46th. Again, we are the closest around to us is Ohio, 21st. New Hampshire is number one on the freedom list. Florida is number two. Texas comes in just before Pennsylvania at 17th. Tennessee's 6th. Michigan's 7th. South Dakota, number 3. Christy Nome, my buddy out there, governor. Nevada, 4th. Arizona, 5th. Alaska's 15th. But yeah, New Jersey's falling at 47th on the freedom, uh, freedom scale. I'm going to post this on my social media so you can have fun with it. It's uh, 5.57 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. Want all you guys, happy Thanksgiving. Want you to enjoy your time with family and friends. And if you're going to be by yourself, you know, I apologize for that. Make the best of it. I'll be thinking about you. God bless. Be safe. And I'll see you guys on Monday.